0: It proves that people lied, people covered up things, people hit things. There's no way that anybody could say that it doesn't because it does. That to me throws everything that Amy Boettcher said out the window, everything.
1: When this thing goes to court and trial, I have one shot and one opportunity to be not guilty or I go to prison in death row. Mhm.
2: That's the reality
0: of it. We have busted alibis. We have caught
1: people in lies. This is just insane because everybody's pointing the finger at somebody else.
3: You just don't hear every day walking into somebody's house, they're going to take the plastic out and pop somebody.
1: So he could get the execution date pretty much any day?
2: Yeah. There's no impediment.
4: This is Cousins by Blood. Episode 12, The Rolex. In 2001, Ivan was convicted of capital murder. In Ivan's case, it was capital murder because the state contended he intentionally committed the murder in the course of a robbery. And the robbery consisted of the three items, hopefully by now we all know. Amy Kitchen's engagement ring, James' Corvette, and James' Rolex. James wore this Rolex out to his last dinner, the night before his and his fiance's bodies were found shot to death in their bedroom. And this Rolex had quite a history even before it became a key piece of evidence in a capital murder case. Originally, the watch belonged to Ivan and James' uncle, Liko Cantu. You see, Liko was Ivan's dad, Abner's, brother. Abner was married to Ivan's mom, Sylvia, from 1973 to 1982. She met her then-future husband, Abner, and Liko, through her mother, in the late 60s. And this is Sylvia talking about Liko and the history of this Rolex. Actually, I
3: met them both together. Uh, it was... Edner and his brother Lico, and uh, their best friend, and all three of them had been invited to our house for dinner for Mother. Mother worked with them at a drapery manufacturing company in downtown Dallas. Through the months, they became friends, and she would talk to them. And she spoke Spanish, so they spoke Spanish, and they'd get together for lunch. And they come over one evening. Lico has his girlfriend, and Abner uh, doesn't have a girlfriend, and neither does his best friend. So we were all about the same age, and we started all going out together. Lico had a car, so we got to go a lot of places with, with him. And He was the oldest one of uh, Abner's brothers and sisters, just very jovial, and one of his favorite movies was Pink Panther, and he loved Inspector Chris because he was such a nut. And he just laughed hysterically with that movie. Uh, But he had a very uh, charismatic personality. He was one of those guys that, uh, when he walked into the room, you know, you wanted to meet him. You wanted to be around him. Uh, A few years later, Ebner and I get married lico is uh, working with abner and and they've started uh, working at the same restaurant at a five-star restaurant downtown and abner was the bar manager my husband and lico was the maitre d floor manager and he meets his wife there and he was probably in his early 30s one christmas she puts out a beautiful dinner for the family and we go over and had a nice evening and a nice meal with them. She gave him a, a a present, a Christmas present of a diamond-faced gold Rolex. And the diamonds were encircled around the face of the watch. And on the back of it, um, she engraved it to Lico for all time. Her... Um, and then her name, and then she dated it December the 25th, 1980. A few years later, Matt, uh, his life took a turn.
4: So Lico received this Rolex in 1980, but here Sylvia fast-forwards to one day in 1986. Lico had been on a mysterious business trip out of the country and had flown back into Dallas.
3: And he had arrived at the airport that day uh, on a business trip and his mother, he drives to his mother's house and asks his mother to please keep his Rolex watch. Then he drives over to my sister's house, my older sister's house. My brother-in-law had been keeping a gun for Lico And evidently, he didn't want anybody to know about it, so he asked uh, my brother-in-law to hold on to it. Well, when he arrived at their house, he was uh, sweating profusely. He was paranoid, He's looking out the window. He thought people were after him. And he asked my brother-in-law for his gun. And uh, he gets the gun, hands it to Lito. So he figured he was just going to take it home with him. But he starts walking to the backyard and goes out the door. And my brother in law is freaking out. Don't, don't do that here. Don't, don't. You think about this, don't do it. And he. soon as he hits the back door, he drops to his knees and puts the gun in his mouth. He's gone. Uh, It was a, a terrible tragedy for everybody. Nobody could really fathom him doing that or what the reason was. It was just a a total void in family about that. Edna goes over there. My sister calls my ex-husband and he goes over there and uh, I think he was the one that had to call his mother. But she never was the same after that. So now she's in possession of the Rolex. And She goes to Mexico to visit her brother and takes the watch with her, and she gives it to her brother's oldest son. Well, Gladys finds out about that in the States, and she's upset about it because the watch was gonna go to her. And the mother had given it to her nephew. So Gladys goes to Mexico, retrieves the watch, and brings it back. So Gladys now has the watch. And uh, we were closing the last house at the subdivision for the builder that James and I worked at. And he asked his mother to borrow the watch because he wanted to celebrate that evening or Friday evening. So she takes the gun over to, or I'm sorry, she takes the watch over to James' house and hands it over to him. So James would have only had that Rolex so that watch for that uh, one night to celebrate. That's the path that that watch took. So from as far back as what, 1980 to 20. Forty years. That watch has been a subject in their family all those years. And it still is.
4: So after the murders occur, the crime scene is investigated, and once James and Amy Kitchen's bodies are removed, the house is released back to the families. When Gladys goes into the house, she can't find the Rolex and reports it missing to the police. Like Sylvia said, on the back of this Rolex, the engraving read, To Lico, only you, for all time, Love Carol, 122580, making this Rolex one of a kind. Now at trial, Ivan was prosecuted for capital murder, including stealing this Rolex because Amy Betcher, Ivan's girlfriend, and the state star witness said Ivan was wearing James Rolex when he was driving James' Corvette. And in her statement to police, she said,
1: We left our apartment and drove to Club 7. On the way to 7, Ivan threw out a Rolex that belonged to James.
4: So Ivan is convicted in 2001. And as of last year, as far as Ivan and his lawyer knew, this Rolex was never recovered. Well, as you heard last episode, the first time I met with Ivan in prison, we talked about the whole case, and one of the elements he really focused on was this Rolex, and how irrational Amy's statement was about Ivan throwing a Rolex out of the window. Who throws a Rolex out of a window? That stuck with me. And then later I was talking to Ivan's Aunt Penny, I shared what Ivan had said about the Rolex, I guess that stuck with her too because the following day she called me back with a stunning revelation.
2: Jane's mother is uh, the sister of uh, Ivan's dad, the brother and sister. Ivan's dad said that um, underneath Jane's bed, uh, he had a compartment where he kept his valuables. Uh, He cut out a piece of carpet and uh, I guess he had a Uh, you know, cut out piece of area under the bed and covered it with the carpet, and that's where uh, he had his Rolex watch and whatever else he had. Gladys has that Rolex. I'm surprised Sylvia didn't tell you that Gladys had the, the watch. That's why I text you.
4: But Sylvia didn't know Gladys had the Rolex. That side of the family had stopped talking to Sylvia after the murders.
2: I I thought, well, maybe he already knows who has the Rolex watch. Why would Amy stay out and threw it out the window when they never had it?
1: No, I never heard the Rolex was still around. Huh? No. Because if the Rolex is still around, that's proving Amy lied. Um, Yeah. It's hard to prove. About the ring, it's hard to prove about this other stuff. But if James' mom still has that Rolex, Ivan's dad is he still one? Yeah. I guess I need to talk to Ivan's dad. Uh, yeah,
2: I would because he's the one that saw it. No, said he saw the watch that dad, that his sister has it.
1: Hmm.
2: But yeah, James' mom.
1: Yeah, and that's his sister, right?
2: That's his sister. Mm-hmm.
1: And are they still close?
2: Well, yeah, they still talk. I mean, you know, this, this thing is still between them, but, you know, it had nothing to right. do with after, you know, but they still, you know, she. it's hard, you know, I'm sure after all these years, you know, to see him and, and you know, remember all of this. I, I don't know the relationship, um, you know, we haven't seen him since then, you know, mm-hmm. since all that happened. And really, I didn't know any of these people until that happened, Uh, Carlos and Anthony. I didn't know any of those people,
4: Uh, only Sylvia did. You'll remember Penny was with Sylvia when they went to Carlos's house to get the Mustang back from Anthony.
2: But I was talking to my other sister, and um, Amy lied. That watches with Gladys. And I told my sister this morning, Melda. her name is E. but we call her Melda. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And uh, I said, why would somebody go and murder two people and go through all of that and say, oh, by the way, I I need perfume and take the perfume. I said, that would be a woman. That would be somebody who couldn't afford to buy perfume. that can only think about perfume.
1: Wait, you wait know, cause who, they fixed- who who took perfume?
2: Well, that was what I was told, that they, they, they made it look like a robbery, and they took the perfume, and I said, so, uh, well, they found a small footprint in the bathroom or somewhere in the house.
4: Like Tammy, Ivan's wife, said last episode, there was a bloody shoe print that was less than a foot from Amy Kitchen's head on the carpet. And like the Rolex, the perfume was news to me also. It wasn't reported in the police records and was nowhere in the trial transcripts.
2: Who's gonna commit a murder, murder two people, and say, oh, uh, uh, now that all this is completed, uh, I need I need to take this perfume. You're not gonna rob a house and take perfume and well, murder no, two people.
1: I, I never heard of the perfume thing. Who, who said about the perfume?
2: Sylvia.
4: Sylvia said she knew nothing about the missing perfume either. Like a lot of information in this case, people heard a lot of things but nobody knows where they first heard it where the information originated from and that's what made the rolex so important because supposedly it was still around so i needed to talk to ivan's dad abner
2: and i think that that might be his um, company sale number he carries it from what i remember but that's the number i have for him
3: okay
2: we don't talk to him very, at all anymore. We used to, but I think Sylvia kind of got mad uh, about us talking to him, and I don't know what that's all about, but my sister and I just quit calling, you know, saying, hope you're doing okay or whatever, you know. Well,
1: so, yeah, you haven't talked
2: to Sylvia in a couple years. Yeah, I haven't talked to her since my mom died.
4: I tried calling Abner twice. He didn't call me back. But he called Ivan's mom and his ex-wife, Sylvia, and she recorded it.
5: Okay, anyway, who is that guy that he's calling me two times and let yeah. my this one time?
3: You need to call him back because he's helping, he's a private investigator that's helping Ivan's okay. attorneys.
5: Okay, what, 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 what do you want me to tell him?
3: Ask Answer his questions, just be honest.
5: Well, you know, it's been a long time. I don't remember all the guy's names. So you don't have to, because,
3: you don't have because, to just... Person, if you don't remember, tell him you don't remember.
4: It seems like everybody in the family had different information about the case, but wasn't talking to each other about it. Abner was well aware of James' drug business and had actually seen things at his house.
5: You didn't know that, that Jay was a drug dealer. No,
3: Abner, I had him doing the loans for G4J at the at
4: the yeah. you'll remember that Sylvia and James were working together at the time of his death. She was selling real estate, and James was the loan officer.
5: Everybody think that you knew exactly what he was doing? No. who so telling everybody? Be Nobody ever asked Mel- okay. me anything. Nobody ever asked me that question. Me, they
3: never put me on the stand.
5: Oh, okay. Well, let me tell you one thing. One time I went over there, I was very angry, and I went and talked to James, Okay. About, about Ivan, what, what he was doing, selling drugs and using Ivan, mm-hmm. I got mad. I was very upset with him, and mm-hmm. I went over there two times, and I said, you better stop what you're doing, or something's going to happen just like my brother. Well, tell him no, let, let me finish. Mm-hmm. And then he looked at me, and he pulled up a roll of $100 bills. and said, look, I'm not that your brother.
3: before he was killed?
4: Sylvia was talking over Abner, but Abner was saying, that on this encounter, when Abner was over at James' house trying to warn him about the drug business because that's what he thought got his brother Lico killed, James held up a roll of hundreds and said, look, I'm not your brother. Here it is one more time.
5: No, let, let me finish. Mm-hmm. And then he looked at me and he pulled up a roll of hundred dollar bills and said, look, I'm not was your that brother. Is before
3: he was killed?
5: before he was killed. Oh, yeah, way uh, before he was killed. That I summer the... or uh, two years before or what? No, no, not, not two years. Now. And it was one time that I went over there. I was working in that place over there on Midway, and I knew he was living there, so I went over there and what I tried to year? talk to him. I don't remember, Sylvia. Was it the 2000? year he was killed? Yeah. Maybe before. It okay. was before. All right, well, it that has
3: before. nothing to do with the night he was killed. All that well, does is tell you that he, he told you that
5: he was doing drugs. Well, I, I, in his office, he had uh, a big pot of uh, uh, like uh, you know when you wash clothes and the old the old time those little pots like uh, we put water and it was well, not full Tina? of marijuana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was full of marijuana or something. He mm-hmm. said he didn't tell me. He didn't show me. He just and he and they like flash that he in the office?
4: Abner was saying in James' home office, he had a pot or a tub full of marijuana.
5: Yeah, he said he uh, he had something there. Okay. And then when I was leaving, a guy came in, some skinny, tall guy. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who it was. Mm-hmm. That's why I said there were people coming in and out, not to spend the night, but to see him sometimes. I don't know. I don't at hang around with it. At the house, somebody came over to pick up the drugs at the house or at the I didn't say I didn't say that he went to pick up drugs. Somebody came in one day, it? one hour, at uh, his house. And the oh, day okay, I, so
3: you told me that what? you you went to his office and some skinny guy came in.
5: Not at his office. He have a desk in his house, like an office. Okay, Well, you didn't
3: tell you me where you mean, were you, at. You've been there. And, and you, you, were you, there. you didn't specify if it
5: was the office at the office well, or well, the office at the house. It happened maybe in the year 2000, okay? In okay. 2001, when that's why he wouldn't do that shit. Well, when you tell
3: Matt that, tell him, mm-hmm. James had an office in his house, and I was in there, and a guy comes in and picks up a, um, a wash tub full of marijuana.
5: I didn't, I'm i not going to say that, because I didn't see picking up any drugs. Well, who came in? Some guy, some white guy came in and said hi, and and then when I left, there's, I don't even know who it was. How did I supposed to know what he was doing? Do you think what it was um,
3: Chris Head?
4: You'll remember Chris Head's name from the very first episode, when Sylvia said she got to the house right after she found out about the murders and said,
3: I got out of a car and I was walking towards the front door and a policeman stopped me and he says, I'm sorry, you can't come in right now. And he says, the couple in there is dead. I I looked in the middle of the street and there's Chris Head. And I thought, what is he doing here and how does he know about this? And I blinked, and the senator inside I opened my eyes again. He was gone. I mean, like a flash.
1: And so, who else was in that crowd that you recognize?
3: No one, just, just,
1: just immediate neighbors. Just the just immediate neighbors and Chris Ed.
3: Mm hmm. Chris Ed was skinny, and he was tall, and he used to work with James, but he didn't have a mortgage license. He used Chris to keep an eye on the the office door at his uh, at his office. You he know that guy, talk-
4: Chris. Yeah. And there was an anonymous tip to police that revealed that James and Chris had a quote huge falling out unquote right before the murders. And I've got some more information to tell you about Chris' head, but that's still coming down the line. The reason Sylvia had wanted to talk to her ex-husband Abner was to find out about the Rolex.
3: Who had... the? Does Gladys have the Rolex?
4: You'll remember Gladys is James' mom and Abner's sister.
5: Uh, Gladys has the Rolex.
3: Okay, you need to to tell Matt that. That will help Ivan get a new trial. I'm going to tell you something, Abner. Nobody, you never sat down with me. I never sat down with you and Gladys and Elaine and talked about this case and what a, uh, what James was doing, what that guy was doing in James' house, uh, what Gladys uh, talked to James about when she wanted to spend the night over there, and he told her no, he had people coming over, and he didn't want her there. Who told you? Where do you get all this information? That she told, I, how do you know? she told oh. me when I went over there with, with Frank and her.
4: Gladys' husband was also named Frank, Frank Mosqueda, but he's not to be confused with Frank Perez, the roommate.
3: Who told you? Gladys. She told you that? Yeah. She was, she was supposed to spend the night, Friday night, and James told was, her no. Has, she can't not come. come. Who, who
5: changed his mind? Her mind? James? James. Uh, he says, don't okay. come. I have people okay. coming over. So he knew that somebody was coming over then? Oh, yeah. Wait, who but was coming
3: over?
5: The problem is, there's is a problem. I want No, hang on,
3: hang on. We don't know who was coming over. This is a problem. When I did the safety check with the police after leaving James's house, and the police went over there with me to see if, if uh, anybody was dead and uh, where Ivan was staying at that apartment with that girl. The yeah. apartment was clean. There wasn't any trash. Everything was wiped down. There wasn't any dirty well, dishes. Well, I, 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 I
5: hear there was a, a pair of jeans with blood over there. Hold on, a hold on. I'm telling
3: you right now what I know. The police and I were in there and there was nothing on the counters. There was nothing in the trash can except a clean trash liner and nothing was on the counters. There was no dishes, no beer boxes, no bloody pants, no bloody socks, nothing was in the trash can. When the police go over there on Monday, they did the the search warrant and they found the bloody jeans. And the socks and everything else, and and like somebody had a party in there.
5: Or maybe somebody must have put him in there.
3: After the police and I left, somebody went in there and planted all that stuff in the apartment.
5: And Did somebody. You know
3: Abner, I'm telling you, I was in there Saturday night with the police, and I told Matt, the, uh, the, the this. I've never seen these pictures. He sent me those pictures. And I said, I never saw that. The police and I were in that what, apartment. What None of this was there. What kind of pictures were those? So I'll have to show you when you come over.
5: Do you remember that Ivan's girlfriend testifies against Ivan and tell everything that Ivan did that Adner, she lied. She lied. The
3: prosecution so set her up and told her what to say because she they needed her to testify against Ivan so that somebody like, would go what to I, prison.
5: What do they have, they have all this uh, 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 evidence against Ivan? They don't. That's just the point. They he, they
3: just, all of a sudden, they, they checked his apartment and all that stuff is in there. was so the police where, and I were in there, so, nothing was in there. So how, how can you find the gun under her couch? I don't know. That's that's something he's going to have to find out. Where
5: well, did he got that gun, anyway, if he if he was his? We
3: well, don't even know if it's his.
4: Like you heard last episode, the gun was registered to another man, whose name we have, and is being investigated on how Ivan, Amy, or someone else could have gotten that gun from the owner.
5: What, what am I going to say about the Rolex? Tell him the truth. That Gladys has it.
3: The last time you knew that Gladys had it. The thing is... They're trying to find evidence that proves Ivan innocent, so they don't kill him. That's all they want. They want to know the truth, because nothing's adding up.
5: Okay, so where's the best time to call this guy? Right
3: now.
4: And Abner did call me, and he cut right to the chase. and Abner did call me, and he cut right to the chase.
5: What is it that you wanted to know? Sylvia told me to call you, and uh, I don't know how to explain it to you, but there is, there's three guys that were involved with my nephew, one of his friends of his. One is uh, Anthony Fonseca. The mm-hmm. other one is Carlos Gonzalez, and I, Sylvia know those names. And another guy is Francisco something... He came in from Corpus Christi and spent the night there, or something. That's what I understand. That's what I hear.
4: The same names continue to pop up in this case: Carlos, Anthony, and Frank Perez, the mysterious roommate.
5: And also, uh, he said something about a, a Rolex. A Rolex, yes, sir. Well, the uh-huh. Rolex, the the Rolex never was stolen. The Rolex, the Rolex came back to my sister. Because it was my brother's Rolex. And when my brother died, it went to her possession. So what I hear, what I know is that he borrowed that Rolex right before he died. And uh, my sister, uh, when the police came in, uh, my sister talked to the policeman and they recuperated the Rolex. And uh, my sister had the Rolex from my brother. It never was stolen. He, that I know, I don't know he's stealing any jewelry or money or nothing like that. All I know is this, it was a lot of India. I mean, you know, a lot of people that he hang around, and I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to figure it out what could have happened. Uh, it was a real world setup because what I hear from Sylvia and evidence, you know, they really pretty, did a good job on that stuff. But I, I don't know if Ivan will have the guts to do that, you know? I mean, honestly. You know, I don't know what to tell you right now at this point. Uh, I'm here well, to help do what I can. I mean, he's been there, what, 18 years in that jail? Yeah, My so God. That...
1: What would really help me uh, is if I could get a picture of that Rolex, just to be able to prove to his lawyer, say a picture front and back, because it had an inscription on the back that said Lico, right?
5: There was, uh, his wife bought it for him, and they put his name in the back of the watch. And in the back of the watch ended up in Mexico. And uh, because my my mom, my mom was losing uh, He was losing, uh, like, memory lapse and dementia and stuff like that, you know, Alzheimer's. So she gave the Rolex to her brother's son in Mexico, okay? So when my sister found out about that Rolex, she didn't get real happy about it, so she went and got it. And to tell you the truth, I cannot... I don't know if I can give you a picture of that, but it's just, you know... What I would say more than 10, 15 years old old Rolex. More. 2001, before, maybe. But but, uh, your sister, Gladys, has that Rolex, is what you're saying? Yes.
4: But for Abner, it's much easier said than done to get a picture of that Rolex, because...
5: Okay, let me explain something to you. For a long time, long, long time... I didn't talk to my sister. Just remember what my, just remember what Ivan has been accused. Okay? Killing my sister's son and fiance. Okay? That's horrible. It's very, I don't know how to explain it to you how how to, how I feel when when I hear the news. Okay? I got real sick. I uh, lost all my hair. I mean, I went through a very, very emotional shock, you know. And uh, I lost my brother in '86, shot and killed, okay? So that's the guy who used to own the Rolex, okay? And so, you know, it it wasn't easy for me to to deal with my sister. I still cannot deal with my sister real well, you know, the mother of James, okay? It's my sister, my older sister. It's, you know, I can I put it together to comprehend? So I don't know what to do and how to do it, but uh, I don't, I don't, if you really, want a picture of the Rolex, what has the Rolex got to do with James and Ivan's killing? Is what I understand.
4: It was hard for Abner to understand the Rolex's significance, the whole family, actually. And that's why this information was never put together before now but since Amy specifically said Ivan stole this Rolex and threw it out the window and now there's proof he did not that's perjury putting all of Amy's statements in question. You see, right after the murders James' mom reported this Rolex is missing because it wasn't in the house but at some point after that
5: the police, the cops called my sister and gave him the Rolex to her because somebody else took it somebody else took it and the the guy who took it, it was James' uh, fiance brother took it oh. out of the house.
4: James' fiancé, Amy Kitchen, her brother was Mark Kitchen.
1: So but Mark you see, Kitchen had the Rolex,
5: the, that's, Amy that's Kitchen's my, brother?
1: That's what my sister
5: told me, that he took it. My sister told me that the brother of Amy took the watch out of the house. Not Ivan, uh-uh. And my sister told the police, so the police find down, and the guy brother, brought the rollers back, okay? So the cops called my sister, and she got it back. This happened in 2001, 18, 19 years ago. And I told my sister, I said, do you have any proofs or a paper? They go, no, I don't have a paper. They just give it back to me because I, I called the police and told them that uh, uh, I had a wash over here in the house, and I couldn't find it. And finally, uh, she said that her brother took it, uh, Amy's brother. So I don't know what that girl, that little girl, uh, I was a girlfriend, Marcus, so uh, well, her name was Amy too, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what she had say, but she wanted to cover her ass, her back. So I don't know exactly what went on, i tell you, uh, Mr. Matt, but... It was a big mystery and a lot of a lot of constant things you know I, I could not believe that ivan would <laughs> take the girl back to the crime scene right. and show the bodies and take off the ring or whatever it's just something very unbelievable yeah. but if we can prove that with the
1: picture of that rolex and say like on a newspaper that has today's date then that would prove that she was lying about the rolex and then i think that that puts everything back in
5: question. Yeah, let me talk to my sister today, and I'll get back to you in the next day or
6: two.
4: So how and why did Amy Kitchen's brother have James's Rolex? And somehow the Rolex was never reported as found and returned, so there was no paper trail in the case file. But sure enough, a few days later, Abner came through and he got a picture of the Rolex. And I had to immediately call Ivan's wife, Tammy, with the good news. The Rolex had officially been located. I thought Tammy would have been ecstatic, but it seemed the opposite was true. She was livid.
0: Well, I believe that a lot of crimes were committed. Not not the crimes Ivan was convicted of or, or arrested for. There was a lot of other crimes that have... That that it's right there, perjury by the state, perjury by Amy Betcher, the family covered up evidence, and I've talked to some of these family members, and they've never once ever mentioned that they had this watch, never. And no. how could anybody not think that that's not important?
4: But James' family did not realize Amy Betcher even said Ivan stole the watch they hadn't gone over the case file like Tammy had for the past 15 years.
0: It was in every search warrant. It was made part of the case in court because they used the robbery angle to get the, to use the death penalty. So if right. they have the watch, he didn't rob them. He didn't have it. So how credible does that make anybody who testified? It proves that people lied, people covered up things, people hit things. There's no way that anybody could say that it doesn't, because it does. That, to me, throws everything that Amy Betcher said out the window. Everything.
1: Like the Rolex, supposed to be thrown out the window.
0: Exactly. If it comes out that the cops had her lie, then that proves that there was a cover-up from Jump Street that proves that they were, that Ivan was set up. The jeans are the wrong size, the watch was never lost or stolen or thrown out the window. But Betcher had all these facts that she testified to that went along with
1: every point of the state's case. Well, it sounds like James' family reported it missing. And from what Abner says, Mark Kitchen somehow took the Rolex with him and at some point maybe gave it back to the police and then the police gave it back to uh, Gladys.
0: And doesn't that right there say cover up? Shouldn't the police have said, whoa, red flag. Somebody lied. He couldn't have thrown it out the window if uh, Miss Kitchen's family had it. And how would they know to look under the carpet?
1: Yeah, that's what I don't know, if it was actually in the safe. And... See, and that's
0: a conversation that Sylvia told me years ago that she had with Carlos the day they did their interviews at Dallas Police Department, that her and Carlos had conversations, a conversation about that safe, about it being in the floor somewhere. And nobody knew where it was.
4: Sylvia told me the same thing. You heard this in episode six.
3: I said, pull into a Burger King or somewhere and get some
1: hamburgers. I'll pay for it. So, is Carlos so was Carlos saying anything else about the murders or I yeah, or anything else? I'm
3: driving. Yeah, not that. But he said, do you know that James kept money in the house? I said, no. Did you know he had a safe that was uh, poured into the slab? I said, no. I don't know anything about that. He says, yeah. He kept. He always kept thirty-five thousand cash on him. I said, he never shared that with me. Hmm. Now, he's making small talk. The last thing I'd be telling people is that I know he kept money in the house. If James had a safe in the house, he's not going to tell anybody. He was
1: smarter than that. What
3: well, would have kept somebody from going over there and making him open up his safe?
1: So the next thing is to try to figure out how to approach Mark Kitchen. Uh,
0: Mark is the father
1: Or the son? He's the
0: son. Okay, the son is also the one who stole the black book with all the drug transactions in it.
4: So like the missing perfume, this is another story that's been floating around the family for years. I haven't found out who said this originally and how they knew this, but apparently it does come from James' side of the family. The story is that Amy Kitchen kept a journal or a diary with James' drug transactions in it and that sometime right after the murders, Mark Kitchen got the drug journal and took it out of the house. But none of that has ever been substantiated. However, if it was true, then that would seem to imply that Mark Kitchen...
1: He knew about the business. Yeah. And um, knew kind of what all they were keeping in the house. It sounds like he must have known where the safe was. I don't know. It just sounds like as soon as they released the crime scene and got the bodies out of there, what, Saturday afternoon. It was just a free-for-all in that house. of
5: Yeah,
4: yeah. You'll remember that Sylvia said Gladys told her that Frank Perez was seen by James' family taking James' business papers and some checks out of the house. But it seems no one really knows to what extent items were removed from the house after the murders. And at this point, it's unknown how Mark Kitchen returned the Rolex and it was given back to Gladys and how that never made it into the case file. There were still a lot of questions. Abner had just met with Gladys to get the picture of the Rolex. So Sylvia and I got Abner back on three-way.
5: I said, how do you got the watch? And she goes, well, this and this happened. She reported to the police. So when the police take a note and find down what was missing or whatever, uh, the watch was not the list. So when Mark Kitchen, maybe somebody called him or somebody telling him that, They were looking for this. They were looking for that. They were kind of, and so he turned it in. And and the police called my sister Gladys and say, look, this is how I got it. I said, really? You the police call? Yeah. And I went to pick it up downtown. And this happened years ago. I said, really? I said, well, you know what? They've been accusing Ivan that he stole that watch, that girl, his girlfriend, and they threw out of the window the day of the crime. So this means she's been lying when they put him on the stand. And I tried to tell him that, oh, really, I said, yeah. So the watch, you had it, I need for you to show me the watch and please let me take a picture to send it to Mr. Mack, the private investigator.
4: Abner got gotten the picture, but I really needed to talk directly to Gladys to find out what additional information she would tell me. I just needed a translator.
1: And maybe the easiest thing is not for if if it's still very tense between you and Gladys, maybe whoever Gladys feels comfortable with translating for. You
5: no, know, um, I want to can... ask him to call Sylvia. I want to ask him to call Sylvia, and he can explain it in Spanish because he just speaks Spanish. So maybe she feels better and more comfortable uh, talking to her and let him know what she can do, and and you know she always say you know. Uh, Nobody believes that he will do that and this and that. He never have a gun, and I, in my lifetime, I never see him with a gun or playing with guns or shit like that. I mean, you know, it's just kind of really bizarre story that out of the blue he goes there and shot to people. Uh, you know.
1: So, so do knowledge. you do you think that Gladys believes that Ivan killed him or doesn't believe it?
5: No. So, sometimes he, he says, why, why don't he tell the truth to his mom? They, I, say, I say, Gladys, he's always been saying that he didn't do it. He didn't do it. That he's telling the truth. I mean, obviously, there was other people involved in there. There were three guys, you know, they hang around with James. he you not Carlos González, Anthony Fonseca, and uh, was the other one, Perez? Francisco,
3: Francisco Perez.
5: Okay, those three guys were involved in this shit. I know they were, because they had to be, because they were uh, around in that time that this happened, and everybody disappeared suddenly. It's what my sister Gladys told me. That you still think that you that you investigate deeper and deeper more those guys because one of the guys was staying over there uh, with James or that out of town. guys yeah. was staying with. James. I never meet I never meet none of the three guys. Okay, and one of the guys was the nephew or cousin of uh, Gilberto, well the one as uh, the husband of Little Gladys. Okay,
4: they call Gladys' daughter Little Gladys. And so, there's actually another family connection in this case. Anthony is a cousin to little Gladys' husband, Gilberto. Which makes for an even more tangled web of people potentially involved.
5: I mean, to me, in my feelings, to my knowledge, they set him up up real well, put a lot of evidence in that Ivan's girlfriend uh, lying like that and... You know, her father being a police officer and they're gonna tell her what to say, what not to say to cover her ass, or she's gonna end up in jail for the rest of her life because she was accomplished, even if she didn't pull the trigger. But you know, I mean, there's a lot of speculation that you can think. I mean, I don't know what to tell you right now. They find few things in was place. You know, how stupid can you be? I mean, to go and shoot somebody, take somebody, and come back to the crime scene, and, and do this, and do that, and then drive the car, leave your car in your apartment, how stupid can you be? Yeah, ask, okay? ask
3: Gladys if I can call him.
5: Yeah, okay.
4: A few days later, Sylvia and I got Gladys on three-way.
3: Yeah. Matt, ask your question and I'll interpret it for you.
1: Thank you for um, talking with me, Gladys. Tell me what happened with the Rolex and how you got that back and when you got that back.
6: Because Mark had grabbed or taken it, Amy's brother. The cops called her and told her that she had to show up before midnight to pick it up because he had stolen it. So I picked it up before 2 a.m. because he had stolen it. And the ring, they took it off her finger after she was dead. Who knows who would do that after she was dead? I told them the first year and no one listened, that they needed to investigate Carlos Gonzalez, Anthony Fonseca, and the guy from Corpus. They didn't listen, so I don't know. They should have investigated them from the beginning. That's what I told the detective. That's all I told him.
3: He told, she told the detective for over a year, nobody listened to her, that they needed to investigate Carlos and Anthony Fonseca. Really? Mm-hmm, and nobody paid attention to her.
1: But why Why does she feel like that? Well, it,
3: they, s-
6: <laughs> so they, uh, uh, because that day, Carlos Gonzalez went to Waco for his grandma. The other went who knows where, and they went to Arkansas, so I didn't suspect them at first.
1: What about Francisco Perez?
4: What did
6: she know, what do you know about him? Perez, él, that guy came from Corpus, who knows? I wasn't there, but I didn't know until they died. I never knew him.
1: Well, she knew that Frank Perez was staying with James for about three weeks, right? Did she know that Frank Perez ¿conocías was
3: staying with James? Like, I, don't
6: know. I was going to stay a week before because my truck didn't work, but I didn't end up staying. I didn't know until the very end when it happened. I didn't know or notice anything. Why didn't Ivan do this the first year or the second? It's been 18 years and everyone is lying. Because everyone says Ivan killed him. Carlos went to my job and told them Ivan killed him. He should say the truth. Who sent him or who did it? He should have talked the first or third year, not 18 years later. Who sent Ivan? Or what did they tell him? Or who did it? Someone has to know something. Ivan has to know. I don't want them to kill him or anyone. I don't wish death on anyone. I just want to know the truth. Who killed them? That girl that came from Arkansas, she was a liar. Everyone lied. I still don't know what happened, who killed them, why they killed them. The truth needs to come out.
4: There's one person who should know the truth that girl from Arkansas, Amy Betcher. And actually, she was originally from Minnesota. Shortly after the trial, she moved back up there. So it's time to take a trip up to the Twin Cities and see what Amy has to say about this whole situation 20 years later. But locating her would be a whole nother story. How's it going? Hi. I- I'm Matt. Hi. This is Hi. <laughs> Oh, she was evicted
1: out of here. and it was for it was like crazy ongoing thing she had
0: people staying here and she had one guy I guess making what we found the way we found out is because we heard a loud like that and she had some guys staying here he was making homemade homemade bombs does that sound right homemade Homemade bombs handmade homemade Yeah. yeah he walked one over there in it Blew up in and it blew his head. Oh, I lost my shit.
4: Next time on Cousins by Blood. Find out more about the case and to see pictures of the Rolex and Leco Can too. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cousins by Blood Podcast. If you have any information about this case, you can message through social media or email us at Cousins at gmail.com. Gladys is interviewed, translated, and read by Liz Rose amy betcher's line read by sarah ganong mixing and mastering by jody abbott thank you for listening and stay tuned